y'all. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of What, what Up, up Cuz. So today I hit up Cuz. I'm like, yo, we need to like, well, not today, <laughs> but a few days ago. Um, I hit up Cuzzo and I'm like, yo, we need to like address some things. And um, I think right now, like we're in a time where change is is very, very important. You know, we, we shut down, we lock down, and um, we have, have a lot of time to think and kind of like self-reflect. But um, what I noticed just being amongst family and mom and dad and sister and brother and pops and everybody is that change is hard it's tough and looking yourself in the mirror is not an easy thing to do so I just felt like today we should just reflect on you know just kind of seeing our patterns and how we maneuver in life in general and um this came from um, sparking a conversation with my mom and um just being transparent um in my parents day and age things happen to them in their childhood and they whatever happened to them in their childhood they don't talk about it Mm -hmm. they just sweep it under the rug and keep it pushing but later on in life they don't even realize how it affects them in their livelihood. Um, can we? T- they don't realize that they jacked up and they should have went to therapy. Period. Exactly, and 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 that's that's a not just my parents, but it's also a race thing because for whatever reason, black folk think that they don't need no therapist, and that is changing. That is changing. Praise the Lord. And I'm a firm believer that don't get me wrong. Like God will help you get through. But God has also placed people here in your path to help, to help you along the way. Hello. And I think, you know, my mom has this thing where she says, no, people just need to get God. And that's it. They don't need therapy. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you get God and then you get some help. Exactly. So. Seek God first. And all these things will be added unto to you. Amen. A.K.A. Amen a therapist. A.K.A. a therapist. So. Anyways, I say that to say, um, you know, I just grew up in a house where things didn't really get dealt with from the past. And that, and now I see my parents and aunties and uncles in their, in their elderly stage of life. And they can't shake Dang, what has elderly happened. though? Yeah, elderly. <laughs> I'm just saying, old. they are elderly, but still. You know, in <laughs> that age, at this age, life should be blissful you peaceful you know you should be enjoying life all your kids is grown you know what i'm saying like you don't really have nothing to worry about except for you and your spouse you know so it's just one of those things where you know you just look back on life and who wants to be 60 50 60 70 suffering from their childhood not me Not me. Let's go and get this over with. I need to call a therapist after, right after prayer. <laughs> like, uh, you know? I actually bought this book. And I can't tell you the name of it right now. But basically, he talks about, and from a Christian standpoint too, but he's like a, or he passed away, but he was um, like a therapist or a psychologist or something. And he was talking about how every single problem you have 
as an adult stems from your childhood. Absolutely. So you need to go back and deal with the issues in your childhood in order to like rectify whatever issues you have in your adulthood. And I thought it was really good. Like he breaks everything down into like acronyms and like all these different things. But I just, I liked how he pinpointed like when you have issues with this type of thing, usually it stems from like a lack of your needs being met as a kid or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. But I agree with that wholeheartedly. If you want to get to the root of your problems, you probably need to go back to your childhood. I was reading something or watching something where it was saying your love languages too. Usually the love language you have as an adult stems from what you lacked as a kid. For sure. And I'm like, dang, that makes sense. I don't think people realize how much of a necessity it is to have a love language and for that love language. For your parents to speak that love language to to you you. as a child Mm -hmm. and then as you get older, like. Yeah, and your friendships, you know, those things are important. Um, but yeah, I think my thing is 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 when it comes to um, what we call like a, a or maybe like a generational curse or what you would say like behavioral patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, the first things first, when you go to a therapist. If you want, if you want your therapy section session to actually work, you've got to tell the truth. Hello. <laughs> Don't go in there faking. Don't go Ooh. in there making up some fake stories. Pastor Mike says the Lord can't bless who you pretend to be, so y'all better stop pretending. Stop playing. Y'all blocking y'all blessings. Blocking pretending. your blessings. And uh, one of my things is now. Granted, I'm you know I'm a very I'm a Christian, but I'm a spiritual Christian. I'm not very uh religious be careful sis though yeah i'm not very religious but But demons are spiritual too well i practice the religion but i know what you're saying you know i'm I'm just saying that i'm not you know we don't we're not people in the bible who go by slinging the law yeah i don't condemn nobody you know i'm not that's not me that's not who i am And, and god made me that way for a reason to be able to touch those who who don't believe, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, I say that to say, you know, like wholeheartedly, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I say that, you know, and I I go to church every Sunday. I praise the Lord, but I ain't slapping the Bible in nobody's face. That's that's what I mean by that. But anyways, um, aside from that. The issue is that the issue that I have with 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 honesty is like I didn't see you know family members, friends who lay at the feet of the church every Sunday. But when you walk out those doors, you revert back to to what what you know, what you used to, mm-hmm. what you've been doing. Like I don't understand the, the concept of going to get the word, going to renew your, supposedly renewing your mind, renewing your heart, renewing your spirit. Because that's not what it is. And you come out and you be the same person that you were the night before. It's a ritual for them. Exactly. It's not a relationship. Because if it's a relationship, just like a relationship with a person that I can see and I interact with on a daily basis. When I see the things that I'm doing, not only affects myself, but affects them, oh, I want yeah. to change. Absolutely. If it's just something that you're doing every single day as like, oh, well, this is something like I'm checking it off a list of things to do on Sunday. Oh, I 
am a Christian, so on Sundays I need to go to church. Check. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is for them. And well, not trying to something. condemn There's a word anybody. on Monday, Tuesday, Hello? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You already know so, I'm about to bring up Pastor Mike because he was like, think about it like this. If Sunday was the only day you had a meal, what's happening for you throughout the week? How do you feel? Hungry. You are starving. You're starving. So Sunday shouldn't be the only way or Sunday shouldn't be the only day that you are spending time with God, praying, reading the word, fellowshipping, all of that type of stuff. It should be a daily part of your life. And no, listen, I grew up in a black church, but I ain't with that whole, I'm not, no, I'm not about to be in a church for three hours. Yeah, that's not, that's That's just not my thing personally. And you do what works for you. And it's a relationship. Prayer, cloth, flying everywhere. You got to be intentional with it. So for me, it's a matter of waking up, in the morning and making sure the first time or the first parts of my day goes to God. So mm-hmm. praying, reading my devotional, and it has made a big difference in my life because before I used to be like, oh, I'll get to God later. Mm-hmm. He understands. But just like with tithing, God wants us to give him the first of everything yeah. that we have yeah. and then he adds back and into he us. Only Child, he don't ask for nothing. He don't ask for nothing. You got a dollar, he asking for ten cent. Really? You got a hundred dollars, he asking for a ten dollars. Do- thank you, ten dollars, girl. I almost said a dollar. But he only asking for he's only asking for a small percentage of every, and he gave us everything anyway. So why are you tripping? Yeah, absolutely. Anyhow, but back to these behavioral patterns. I'll be digressing. Yes, but it's okay. We love it. We be needing a little sidebar. We need a little sidebar. Um. But, yeah, so I definitely feel like this year in particular, child. Is a time where you need to <laughs> identify your 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 issues and address them. I, I, you just got to identify them and address them because for, for whatever reason, God is sitting us down right now. Let me not, let me not scare nobody. We have nobody. several seats. He's sitting us down right several now. Several seats. He's telling us, look. I would love to have a seat right now. I feel like I've kind of been getting dragged <laughs> this year but it's okay it's okay it's a i'm gonna stand up i'm gonna dust myself off but it's i know it's for the better like the things that have happened in the short amount of time in this year like it can't be nothing but god in my life like things that i have prayed for for years let me just say this like when you're ready for change girl you ain't gotta say it out loud girl say amen honey when you can you you pray and ask God for stuff, but I'm so thankful that He didn't give me the stuff that I asked for when I asked for it because I definitely wasn't ready. Probably would have tore it up. Hello, mm-hmm. say that. Would I wouldn't have known what to do with it like at all. So I really had to go through some transformation. The word that I keep thinking of in this year and um, like my friendships, like all different aspects of my life, is expedited. So, like, even though we're in a space where, like, we really can't do nothing, God is doing things and setting things up right now so that things in your life will line up to the point where they, it happens faster than you could have ever imagined for you. Right. You, it, it can only be God that does that. Amen. I'm like, honestly, before the quarantine, for example, 
I was only working like two or three days a week, getting a few hours, which was fine because I wanted to ease into it. I had been home for like two years and I still wanted to spend time with my son. I've been working more hours at home <laughs> than I was before. We've been making more money. We have been able to pay off, my God, like $50,000 of my student loan debt. Woo, baby. Amen. And I know that has to be God. Like I haven't been out of school but a few months. And I'm, right. hello, I'm just very thankful because I know it, it has to be God. Like, I can't do this on my own. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, okay. So I want to bring it back to um, patterns, our mm -hmm. negative patterns that have um, affected us that we either learn from our parents or whatever. Money. Money is a big It's issue. a big one for me. Definitely in my um, family, for sure. I wasn't taught how to, like, handle money. I wasn't taught about credit. I Thank God, like, my parents did teach me how to tithe. So mm -hmm. that has stayed with me. Um, but, like, saving and stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> saving and stuff, like, I didn't know nothing about that. Like, until I got married and got with my husband, my husband has been... Um, taking care of himself financially since he got his first job at 15. Like, yeah, he lived with his parents. You know, they he was able to stay in their home and do all those things, but he bought his own car. Um, any things that he wanted to do, he had to pay for himself. He paid his way through college, everything. So um, my husband has taught me a lot about money. And um, God has placed, like, visions in me for this year. I don't know when they're going to come to pass, but I'm standing in faith that um, they're to come. He's saying discipline. You need to discipline yourself because I cannot bless you. I can't enlarge your territory until you learn how to handle this. And I like to tell this story. So um, I my I was supposed to walk um, in my graduation for my graduation in May. And um, that whole week I had took off of work or whatever. And I was just sitting there so sad because everything got canceled because Corona. Rona wouldn't be running out here wild. So I'm sitting at home and stuff. Um, didn't think we were doing anything. I got paid that week and I was like let me make sure I pay my tithes and on top of paying my tithes I have also like God put it on my heart to um, give an offering on top of that as well so I give a certain percentage out of my check every single month child let me tell you poverty trauma is real because I remember when my account used to be like overdrawn and stuff I got an alert I'm like hold on I know that money's supposed to hit but I got an alert and it said that my account was overdrawn I went into like shambles and I was like, all right. So a pattern that I broke was not panicking when certain things happen. Like, especially when it comes to money, just trusting God and knowing, like, I did what I'm supposed to do. So now, you God, like, show God. me what you can do. The Bible says, like, that's the one time that we can test God. So I was like, I knew I did, I did what I was supposed to do. Before I did anything else with that money, I know that money is coming. It didn't hit when it was supposed to. But before I did anything else, I made sure I gave my money to God. When I tell y'all... So that night, let me tell y'all, my mom surprised me with like a drive-by graduation celebration and everybody blessed me tremendously. I got the money that I paid in tithes and offering back and then some that same day. And then my check hit the next day. So I was just like, if this ain't, if this isn't God, like, I don't know what is. I just, I really be baffled when people be like, I don't believe in God. I'm like, y'all ain't never encountered God, clearly. Yeah. Because but if you encounter because God. Because they don't believe. If you believe, you'll encounter. But if you don't believe, what's the encounter for? Girl, right. well, I think sometimes God will meet you, even if you're oh, sitting yeah, in, he ranks in, on the just in unbelief. Just. Mm -hmm. Like, but that's the trick of the enemy, though. Like, 
Okay, someone someone who does people who don't believe believe in luck, but right. luck is God to us. Hello, you know what I'm saying? Amen. ain't no luck, it's ain't blessing. No luck, period. God. So that's the that's blessing that. and covering of God. And we don't, I don't even want to get into that. Hello, no, I'm like them. sometimes we need to, but yeah. this is I can't. I feel like I cannot talk about. Um, breaking patterns without talking about God. They go hand in hand. Oh, of I couldn't have broken anything without the help of God. Child, so money, that was my money issue. I, I my, my account stayed overdrawn. My credit card stayed ran up. You know, y'all don't even know how many times I had to pay off some dang credit cards. But like, currently, I have no credit card debt by the grace of God. My car is paid off. It's old. I need a new one. But it's paid off. <laughs> it's paid off. I ain't got no car note. Um, I, the debt that I do have is student loan debt and it's all literally from my master's degree, which is ridiculously expensive, but we'll talk about that at another time. School ain't for everybody. I, okay. Having a master's, if it's going to be beneficial for you, yes. Don't go out there getting no master's and doctors and stuff just for the success. Mm -hmm. Basically what other people think is successful. You don't have to spend, I swear to you, like. People look at your degree, they do. And they'll be like, oh, you went to this school, like, that's dope. And we'll hire you on that. But if God is for you, can't nobody be against you where, wherever you went to school. Because I got accepted to a school that was significantly less. And that probably could have, that would have been paid off by now. If I had to put that whole school experience on student loans, it would have been paid off from what I've been paying. And I, listen, y'all don't even know how much I still got to pay back. But... Anyway, that's another God story. Provides. Yes, I'm thankful. I have a master's degree. God allowed me to um, be in a career that I never thought I would be in. And I'm working on getting my money together because I want my son to not repeat the same money patterns that I've seen in my life. My parents have filed bankruptcy. I don't know how many times. Like, it's a pattern. Sure. And I said, I'm not doing it no more. And I think it helps to have um, a husband who's like, no, <laughs> this is not what we do. This is not healthy. But also in a way that he's been so patient with me, um, has helped me pay stuff off. Like he helps me put money towards my student loans as well. And, you know, and I'm that's just standard for our household. I know everybody's situation is different. Um, but if we a team, we a team like any debt he accrues. If he wanted to go back to school, I'm helping him pay it off, too, because ultimately it's coming back to making our household better if he wants to go, Absolutely. you know? Um, but yeah, that's the goal. I I asked God at the end of last year in crazy faith um, that my loans would be paid off this year. And I'll tell you this, like my student loan started off at above six figures. I owed, I owed six figures in student loan debt. And not, I am now under that. Amen. Hallelujah. Fifty thousand. We paid off fifty thousand so far. That's good. So and um, you still have the rest of the year. And I still have, you know, six months or so um to pay off what's left. And I'm just believing God and I'm standing in, in faith. Somebody's gonna bless me or God's gonna bless me to be able to increase my income to a way that all of these loans are gonna be paid off. Because I'm telling you, we were walking in um Rancho Palos Verdes today. And I was like, dream with me, honey. I'm like, I want a house like this. Why can't we have a house like that? And I think growing up the way that I grew up, like I saw my parents work hard and stuff, but I don't know if they ever dreamed like big dreams for themselves. And I feel like that's a negative pattern. Like 
selling yourself short. Yeah, absolutely. I was telling my husband, I'm like, don't ask for what you think you deserve or what you think is attainable in your own will. Ask for what you think you can't get without God. Yeah. So I'm re- believing and receiving. Like we can't, we, we we will be able to afford a house like that without any problems. Period. Period. Anyhow. But I think that um, it's just like you said, like it goes back to like renewing your mind on a daily and actually like being honest with yourself because what I think we do as human beings like we tell ourselves this this story and that and then and then it's a story it's fiction Mm -hmm. and then we start we tell ourselves this story every day when we wake up in the morning saying that our lives is this way when it's actually another way and then we actually start to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then once we believe it, we actually start living it. And then it becomes, and then that's how it turns into a routine. So I think just having to break that down, it is hard, but it's necessary. It's necessary because, you know, God gave us purpose for a reason. But I think you hold yourself from uh, reaching your destiny when you just continuously lie to yourself and you create these behavioral patterns and then you you make it okay for yourself and then you try to force it on the people that you connected to mm-hmm. and then not even realizing that not only are you damaged are you damaged as a person but now you damaging other people and then those people are taking what you dropped off onto them mm-hmm. and then it becomes a generational thing so now we have what we call, what do you call those things? A, um, a pyramid mm-hmm. of foolery. <laughs> we got a pyramid of Tom Cat foolery. And let's hashtag, hashtag <laughs> pyramid of foolery. Because like, I do And, and then it, it only takes one person to say, you know what? This ain't right. This ain't healthy. This ain't normal. And I'm not going to live my life Hello. this way because God has has a plan for me in my life and he has a plan for me to live a healthy life hello Hashtag we are that generation relationship goals shout out to pastor michael todd <laughs> i love him we gotta go to his church i know as soon as we free from this i'm definitely going to, we gonna have to take a trip to Tulsa. but um i agree with that wholeheartedly i really believe that it's up to us up to our generation in more ways than one in our families, but in the world in general, to break the curses that have been placed upon us because of the choices that the people before us made. Yeah. I don't have to live in the filth that you left for me. Absolutely. You shouldn't want me to. Hello? And I, I mean, I'm going to be mad cleaning it up, though. I'm not going to lie. For I'm sure. going to be so it's mad process, cleaning it up. Right. And, and that's, that's, I feel like that's a part of the healing process. Yeah. Y'all, that's Taylor. She was trying to stay silent, but she, gonna jump, she done jumped it's in. Cousin Sorry. Taylor, cousin Taylor. This Damn. is what up, because we told y'all, this is a family affair. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and like I said, I'm. that's breaking a curse as well. Like, not feeling like, well, I made all these decisions and you're going to have to clean up the mess or you have to live in it. I'm refusing to leave a mess for my son to have to clean up, period. I'm going to do better by him. When you know better, you do better. And I'm so thankful for my parents. Um, I don't ever want it to sound like I'm ungrateful or they didn't do anything for me or I'm just like, right, right, wrecked beyond 
beyond um, just wrecked, period. Um, but, you know, they did what they could with what they had. And since I know better, I'm going to do better. But what are some other um, patterns, generational patterns, or like I think negative patterns a, of behavior? Honestly, just like in a black family, the way we talk to each other Ooh. is just girl, God, awful. Like, oh, granted, like this is one of the things that um, just recently, like you know, I just remember growing up and hearing my parents argue, and there was just no boundaries, like you Let know, me- and so I. When I finally got into the relationship I'm in now, I have to tell my boyfriend, like, yo, check this out. We're just not going to cuss when we talk to each other. Or yell. Yeah, we're, or just just, not, we're just not going to do that because I feel that's like sad, though. even if you're not cussing at me, but you're saying a curse word in the midst of your dialogue, it's, it's just too much aggression, you know? And aggression turns into disrespect. And then... When you don't have no respect, there's no healthy relationship. And when you become comfortable with disrespecting one another or embarrassing one another, especially, especially in front of other people, Mm -hmm. y'all really need to reevaluate what's happening. Right. You really need to go seek some professional help. Because that means that there is some damage there that's deep. But I agree with that 100%. I can't... Oh, Lord. And not even just, like, argument-wise, but I think... I don't know if y'all ever heard of um, the post-traumatic slave syndrome. There's this book um, by this lady that talks about how our DNA as black people has been changed because of slavery. Um, I think about, in particular, black moms and their daughters. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And the way black, the way black moms talk to their daughters, their relations, their relationships with their daughters is very, woo, jacked up. And I don't want to, I don't want to put nobody else's like business out there because honestly, if I I think about the relationship I have with my mom, my mom, the relationship I have with my mom is different than a lot of the relationships I've seen between other black mothers and their daughters. Sure. Like I've seen black mothers like literally fist fighting with their daughters, calling their daughters out of their name, like all types of crazy stuff, choosing men over their daughters, like, oh, Lord. Yeah. I don't, that wasn't an issue for me. <laughs> but no, it wasn't an issue um, I know that that's a negative pattern that I've seen prevalent in black households. Yeah. I don't think we realize how powerful words are. You know, like, honestly... I know it sounds bad. This is a very unhealthy thing to say. But if, you know, if we're talking about dysfunction, if if I was a dysfunctional person in, in a dysfunctional family, I would say I would prefer to, for you to hit me than to tell me something because I can get over you hitting me. That pain some goes point, away. That pain goes away. But if you tell me something that's heart piercing, I will never forget that. And I will carry that with me. And not only will I carry that with me, I'm going to start questioning who God told me I am versus what you told me I am. And let's talk about that because for me, my love, my primary love language is words of affirmation. So in me in particular, like I will 
if it's a good interaction and you say like good words to me and it doesn't have to be like you telling me oh I think you're beautiful or things like that but if we're having a conversation and you're saying like why you always do that that way or you how come you can't ever do that right I will replay that over and over in my head over and over in my head I would much rather slap me I would much rather be slapped honestly for sure because like you said that pain goes away but words like it stays with you for a long time I remember people saying stuff when I was younger and I'll bring it up now and they'll be like I really don't ever, I don't remember that well I'm like I haven't been able to forget it yeah and that's how and people don't realize how they how that affects like you and your self-esteem huh? and how you make decisions because the insecurity is so overpowering who you really are you can know? we talk about self-esteem for a minute too because it's yeah. frustrating hearing people say it's self-esteem it's esteem of yourself you shouldn't be dependent on like what other people say but where do we get these thoughts about ourselves? right yeah how are the thoughts of ourself formed from our outside environment which yeah. includes other people which includes like you say if we're spending time in god's word then we learn what god says about us um, what society says, if society says, like, you don't look a certain way, you don't talk a certain way, your body ain't a certain way, whatever, you internalize it. Yeah. And that forms how you feel about yourself. So be don't, don't try and leave it on the other person. Definitely. Make sure you're being responsible for how you're impacting how somebody other else people. could view themselves. Mm -hmm. As a parent, child, like, I have this a totally different, I have a totally different mindset about like the way I talk to my son I have to catch myself sometimes and I'm the type of parent too like can we talk about this I didn't see parents apologizing to their kids if they were wrong mm -hmm. growing up for sure but I know my parents parents didn't do that either but I if I do something wrong or if I'm angry with my son and I take it out on him I make sure to go and tell him I'm sorry mommy was having like a really bad day and it had nothing to do with you I'm so sorry I talked to you that way or Things like that. Like, I feel like it's important to apologize to your kids. Definitely. I Definitely. I for sure agree on that. Because I've heard so many times, well, my parents did this. And I did do this way. And it's like, well, when you know better, you do better. Hello. You so know what? You? Girl. But, yeah. Keep reach, girl. <laughs> As I think um, my favorite. This is my, my all-time favorite. Well... I was raised like this and I came out okay, but you didn't, but That's you didn't though. <laughs> Let's be honest. And that goes back to the honesty. Like you keep talking about you came out okay, but did you really though? But did you really? No. And then they don't even realize how much they suffering. Like in real life. on the outside. But they do. In. And that's, I honestly feel like they do. And again, they seen people pretend they whole life. So now they, they're carrying it on. You don't have to live that way. Make a different choice. Right. Yeah. I want our parents to like live full. Yes, they're older, but you can make a choice at any time in your in your life and decide you want something better. Especially when you have breath in your body, you ain't dead yet. That's so what live. I'm saying. <laughs> like you you didn't die yet. You can make a choice every single day. If you got to take it minute by minute, do that. You got me in here sweating. Uh, um, yeah. Um. I definitely think like in a black household that the tongue is just wicked like it's it's wicked and um you know it's so funny because i just remember growing up and like 
my mom, she would just be like, you are this and you are that. You are the prize. And don't let nobody do do you this way. And you are a, a, a queen. And, you know, they built you up. And then when a child is being a child, instead of having a conversation with them and articulating themselves as adults, they want to break you down. So it's just like, now, when I go find a man who's telling me I'm beautiful and telling me I'm all these great things and he's telling me these things I want to hear, it's okay if two seconds later he calling me out my name or he calling oh. me, a, you know, or he calling me a bitch or disrespecting me or, or breaking me down, you know, breaking down my mental. But now you pissed off about me dating this no-nothing-ass nigga, but that's, that's what I see. That's, what, that's how I interact. This is the norm for me. Like, I, on one hand, somebody is, you know, a family member is telling me I'm great. And then on the other hand, it's like, if I make a minor mistake or if I'm just being a teenager, now I'm, I'm trifling, I'm this, I'm that. I'm, I'm the worst person in the world. It's, instead of just having an adult conversation with me and articulating yourself in a way to where it's firm, but also telling me, like, listen, yeah, yeah. you wasn't raised like this. This is not how this is not how you go about life. This is not how you make these type of decisions. You know better. You know what I'm saying? And and even if I got to get these hands, like if I got to get those hands, like cuz best believe when I have my kid, of course I'm gonna spank them, I'm gonna whoop them, but I'm also talk to them with love and care. I'm not gonna cuss at my kids. I'll be cussing, but I ain't gonna cuss at my kids. I'm saying I'm gonna cuss at my kids, <laughs> I'm but I'm not gonna cuss at my kids. <laughs> Dead. I'm not gonna cuss at my kids because I don't want any. I don't want them going out in the world having to deal with a man or a woman that's gonna come and disrespect them. Oh yeah, and and, and it's okay. That's a pattern. Ooh. That's a pattern. Can we also talk about um, so two things like always feeling like you like not asking for help? I feel like that's a big one that kind of gets overlooked, especially in the the black community and black women especially like we've had to do stuff by ourselves or we're expected to do things by ourselves that I feel like that expectation really isn't placed on other women um but then we get backlash then we're we're too strong we're aggressive we're angry we're this that and the other but it's like okay but I want to I want it to be normalized that, like, you can be strong and also, like, cry and stuff. You can be strong. Auntie wanted to make an appearance. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Kalani. Um, yeah, you can be strong and also, like, have moments of weakness. Like, everybody can't be strong all the time. Absolutely. And that kind of leads into another point for me. Because um, I think... For me personally, one of my negative patterns was using anger to mask like my other emotions because mm -hmm. I was told I was too emotional when I was yes. younger. So then I was just angry. And that was okay though. We can be angry, but I can't cry. I can't like do none of the other stuff. So now I be mad because like I really be wanting to cry and I, I don't know how to cry anymore. Or I cry for everything. Yeah. Because, because I held it in for so cried. long. Yeah. But before it was like I'm just angry with everything. Talk to you. Yeah. Want to say something? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. But I'm like I feel like 
I don't know if that's just black households or not, but oh, it's it okay. Is. But you I know, know with men, mama, she tell you, uh, you better be whooping your ass. And you better not cry. Or I'll give, or you, I'll give you something to cry for. I'll give you something to cry for. Y'all, my neighbor. What? No, wait a minute. <laughs> the neighbor you today. Hit me on the hand, if you hit me on the ass and that shit hurt, how, why cry. would you no. tell me not to cry? It hurts. The neighbor's kid was crying today and they kept saying, like, that kid was crying for hours and they kept saying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. I'm like, how about we try and figure out <laughs> what's wrong first? Like, why is that the first, why is that the first response? Why is it okay to, um respond from a place of anger before you figure out what's really going, what's on. Really going on i think there's a lot of things tied into that but black For men especially sure. i hate and i know i'm guilty of this too because when i be seeing men cry sometimes i'm like why are you crying oh no i love when a man cry that make him more of a man as i'm getting older as i'm getting older that has changed but when i was younger it was like oh why are you crying like that's not okay that's my mom for so you as a man you know what i mean but now i'm like that's why wouldn't he cry? Right. Like, that don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. I want a man that is comfortable. Hello, because then... He how he let his guard down. Or just... How he know how to love. Right. Or feel. Just, exactly. Everything is all twisted up. Like, everything, you don't respond to everything in anger. Yeah. And I saw a lot of that growing up. Like, everything, you're just angry. You frustrated, you angry. Mm-hmm. You sad, you angry. But that's what I'm saying. Like the masking your real emotions with anger for out of fear of being perceived as weak or whatever it may be. But I teach my son too. I want him to know that it's okay. Like if you sad, then cry. If you angry, say you angry though. Don't be doing no aggressive stuff. We ain't doing that physical and don't no passive aggression either. I can't stand passive aggression. I would much have rather have like actual aggression mm-hmm. than passive aggression because I feel like that can be more damaging mm-hmm. than physical aggression or like just actual aggression. But express yourself. Stop trying to use anger as like one means of showing your e- your emotions. There's a whole bunch of other emotions, boo, not just anger. Absolutely. I mean, I talked about mothers raising their daughters and then baby and they sons. Oh Lord. <laughs> we ain't got there yet. When y'all have that conversation, I wanna be here. You know what? Maybe we should have that conversation next week. Cause I feel that's like- also a um Oh my God. What are we calling it? That's also a uh that was something that we definitely said we wanted mm-hmm. to discuss. But let's just touch on that a little bit. Like at least in black homes from what I've seen, the people that I know, the daughters have to hold up so much responsibility. We're expected to be so independent, this, we that, and the other. We turn into we have there. to be the moms. Um, we end up babying our siblings, our brothers in particular. Um, and they get away with everything. They get baby. They don't have to do nothing. Like this is a conversation that I have with my mom on a regular basis. My brother is what twenty three. Child, he just now starting to get no. He still don't have his life together, but I really have to tell her, like, you need to let him go. You need to let him be a man and learn how to do things. Because I wouldn't want no husband that don't know how to do nothing for himself. That's right. No wife wants to have to baby her husband. That's not cute. Stop babying your sons. Give them responsibility like you give your daughters, too. 
or make it equal baby sometimes and you know what i mean like they need to it needs to be a balance girl you done got me worked up but that's also a behavioral pattern oh that is that is a behavioral pattern but you know what i honestly feel like that also i don't know Problem, behavioral pattern, all that shit all run together. <laughs> okay, I want to get a little bit more personal for the end. So we got a few more minutes left. But I was thinking about some of my personal patterns. And um, I've been married for a while now, but I had to really look back at all of my like relationships. I used to get over relationships with relationships. Oh yeah. I would jump from one relationship to, to another. And never gave myself time to just like, exactly. So I was bringing the same baggage into the next relationship. Um, And then on top of that, when things got bad, I always had somebody in my back pocket. So I used to be, honestly, like if you can be, if you want to be 100% honest, I was never faithful in a relationship. Because I think being faithful goes beyond like, I never slept with anybody else, but emotionally uh, all other types of things mentally I was getting tied with other people in ways that I shouldn't have been aside from the physical aspect I wasn't doing nothing physical with that well we kissed I think <laughs> I, I, physical. I, I, that is a physical act I did I'm like in every single relationship I kissed somebody else um but yeah nothing beyond that but that's a negative pattern as well like you can't use other people or other situations to like keep your mind or um, to get over somebody else people are not like objects and things that you can use like that and essentially I feel like I was using people in that way well, what about you um shit a couple where do I start <laughs> um I, I can definitely say that I've gone from one relationship to the next um, as far as like being faithful, I didn't have a problem with that, but like when it came to, let's see, I don't want to even really say like relationships. I don't really want to say that, but, um, one of my thing, one of the things that I'm still struggling with today is just learning how to like draw the line, learning In what how way? to draw the line. Well, my thing is because I'm a I'm a giving person. Mm. Okay. Um, people, everybody can always count on AJ. You can always count on AJ, but it is very rare that I can. I don't. I don't. It, it came to a point in my life where I. It was a point in time where I couldn't a hundred and ten percent count on somebody and count on somebody else in my life, and I mm. felt that way for a very long time, but. And then when you get to a certain place in life, you be like, I don't need to count on nobody 110% except for the Lord. Because he's the only one who's not going to fail me. But it's so, also unhealthy. That puts blocks in relationships. But I feel yeah, it is, it is very unhealthy. And um, I think that just being in relationships, it kind of puts so much pressure. Like, well, I'm doing this for you, so how come you aren't doing this for mm-hmm. me? Like... You know, and, and there's yeah. there's these expectations, 
And honestly, you got to come to a hole in your life where it's just like, look, sis, if you're going to do these things for people, it, it has to come. It has to come from Period. a certain place. Kindness out of your yeah, heart. Yeah, and it comes from. You can't not do to nothing. say that it wasn't from the kindness of my heart, but it's yeah. just like, you were you, I'm growing tired of yeah. giving so much and not being Returning. on the receiving end. So, so back to reciprocity again. Yeah. Here so, we are. So that's the thing for me. And, and for whatever reason, because I realized that because I'm a giver, I attract people that take. Yes. Mm-hmm. Say so, that. So that is that is one of the things where I have to. One of the things that frustrates the heck out of my boyfriend. He just be like, you be doing too much. That's what I told you. Like, you Y'all be Virgos be killing me. Much. Like you Y'all be too much. loyal to the wrong people for too long, giving every single thing. And I'm sitting here like, sis, we need to pull up. That's me. So I'll be so irritated. It's a gift and a curse because I cut them off. I'm like, like, bye. It's a gift and a Leo. curse. Uh, well, yeah. I'll be it's like, bye. It's a gift and a curse because I feel like I'm gonna find somebody a part else. of that is a part of who I am. So why do I have to change who I am because a person is 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 isn't being isn't being an honest person? It's not you changing know? who you are though. It's seeing who people are, well, seeing yeah, the red uh, flags, uh, and responding yeah, accordingly. I, mean, I was and getting getting that now is different, but I'm saying back then. Yeah, it's. You know, it's just like, well, and then I would just like be like, so what's wrong with me? Like, I'm nice to people and and I would like condemn myself for being the way that I am. That's another negative pattern. It was something that was like, nothing's wrong with you, sis. Like, you're an awesome person and somebody eventually is going to recognize that. Mm -hmm. And so now it gets to a point to where when I start realizing that I'm doing too much, I'll turn into a person that you really don't know. There's no middle ground for me. Either I, I mess with you or I don't. And if I don't mess with you, you're going to feel it. So that part of it is very tough for me because I'm all about making you feel it and, and doing my best at making you feel it because I'm, you hurt me. But now, you now it. I'm just like, energy. it's too much energy. But it's now, as, as I'm older and more mature, now it's just like, you know what? It's all love. I'm going to just go over here because... What was happening? What what we what we got going on? And I'm trying to intertwine something with some shit that don't work. So you know, now I'm in a place to where it's it's like it's all love, but I'm gonna have to move away from here because it's just not a healthy place for me. So you know, and even still, I have my moments. Not saying that I've I'm totally I've totally healed from that, but there's moments, even with people that are good to me, where they have moments where they're being selfish and I'm not, and. Instead of looking at it being like, oh, this person just had a selfish moment, I automatically be like, oh, this person is selfish. I'm cutting them off. Yeah. Like, and they be like, sis, what happened? Like, oh, I cut you off because you was being X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and it's like, well, sis, like, first of all, you never told me you felt that way. Like, Ooh, you hello. know what I'm saying? We didn't have no conversation about this. Like, you just up and and got on because that's what I know to do. I'm so sensing hella negative patterns in yeah. this this one conversation. It's yeah. not just it's boundaries, it's communication, for sure. It's expectations, expecting mm-hmm. yourself from other people especially. I think our family has that bad. Yeah. Um we go above and beyond for people. We've talked about this several times. We just go above and beyond for people. Um but we have to learn that like if we're going to do that, no. we're just doing it out of the kindness of our heart. Yeah. And it's Everybody doesn't have it to give. 
um, this there's this one. I don't even know what I was reading or what I was watching, but I love hearing that like hella people gonna want you or want to be around you because you exude so much light and so much love. But everybody don't deserve to get you or to get because they don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And then both of y'all end up jacked up in the end. So I think that's something to learn from from all of that. Like we got to learn to communicate. We got to learn to um, be realistic about our expectations. Um, But yeah, is there anything else? We could probably go on for a whole nother yeah, episode. Yeah, we can go on and go on and on and on. There's a lot of negative patterns that I've, like, discovered about myself just in this year alone. <laughs> just during quarantine. Okay, I'm like, ooh, do I do that? Mm, let's turn that off. That's not cute. So. But anyway, guys, we hope that you enjoyed our conversation. Please give us feedback. Follow us on Instagram at WhatUpCugs. And, um... Listen to our podcast on Spotify. Um, what else do we have? Just YouTube. Search it. Yeah, so, look, so. I don't. You know, don't what? I ain't been putting them on YouTube. But Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can go to podcast.com. Listen, honey. Just search it, boo. Just you'll find search it. it. You'll find us. But thanks, guys, for listening to What, what Up, Cuz.